it's roster reset day here at Locked On Sharks. So going to look at who's left, who's arrived, which players are locks to make the roster, which players are probable, and which players are going to be battling for that those final positions, and a way, way too early line combos with and without Eric Carlson here on today's episode of Locked On Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is JD Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now and Inside the Rink. And I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen, proudly a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day. And I know we are three times a week, but this week you're getting some extra content. We've got two Eric Carlson uh, episodes at the beginning of the week. We had Eric Carlson kind of looking at some fake trades that were out on the internet. Um, and then I, I talked with Hunter about some potential, what a potential Eric Carlson to the Penguins would look like and why the, it makes too much sense, I think, for the Penguins to um, try to trade for Eric Carlson. Um, and then tomorrow we have a, a special, special guest as well. But um, today we're going to look at the, the roster, the state of the Sharks roster, and um, kind of look at the players who've been added, the players who have been subtracted. Um, again, which players are locks, which players I think are probables, and then which players I think are going to be battling for the, those spots. But um, before we get into all that and a way, way too early playoff, uh, uh, way, way, way too early uh, line combos. Uh, do you want to show us this episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. Um, the roster, right? And I think we, we've seen with Mike Greer being very active to continue to in this roster churning phase, right? Taking you as it's kind of the theme of the summer of this summer was taking swings on guys who were maybe underutilized or maybe a little disappointing on other teams or players who had shown promise um, and kind of sweeping out some of the underutilized guys who had not uh, shown enough or your guys who had just kind of had their opportunities with the Sharks as, as we continue to see this from Mike Greer. Um, and looking at the roster from the start of last season to what the roster is going to look like the start of this season, it, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of new names coming and going. That's to be expected, right? With a rebuild, um, is trying to kind of filter through and shift through some of these guys and see who can stick around or who is a good asset for another team that you can maybe get something out of them going forward. But um, let's start with, with the subtractions, right? The guys who no longer um, part of the Sharks organization. Um, and this isn't including your guys who were traded at the trade deadline. These are guys who were on the roster basically at the end of the season or, or part of the organization basically at the end of the season. And, you know, I kind of focused on guys who had played you know, at least a fair amount of, of games for, for the Sharks. Uh, you know, sorry, sorry, Kyle Criscolos, Andrew Agazinos, um, you know, who spent the majority of the season, the Barracuda, uh, I guess Aaron Dell did spend most of the, but um, 
And so, yeah, looking in alphabetical order by last name, uh, goalie Aaron Dell, uh, still a considered, he was still a free agent. Um, forward Jonah Gadovich, who I believe is still a free agent. Um, let me double check on that. Uh, yep, still a free agent. I know he was uh, dealing with an injury all of last season, but um, he's still available if you want him. Noah Gregor, also still a free agent. Um, Andres Johnson, who came in over in part of the Timo Meyer trade is kind of a big contract coming back. Uh, he did sign a one-year, $800,000 contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Martin Cout, of course, we all know about the Martin Cout saga. Um, RFA, the Sharks own his rights, still own his rights. So if he wants to come back to the NHL, the Sharks do own his rights. Uh, he decided to go back to Europe, so he's going to be playing over there. Uh, Steve Lorenz was part of the Anthony Duclair trade. Um, and so he is now playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Or not for... Or sorry for the Florida Panthers. Uh, I got penguins on the mind today. Derek Pouliot, um, Pittsburgh guy. Uh, he is signed with the uh, Dallas Stars organization, so he'll probably be playing most of the season with the Texas Stars in the AHL. Uh, James Reimer signed uh, as a free agent with the Detroit Red Wings. And Evgeny Svechnikov, I believe, is still a free agent and out there. So I'm not saying that these guys, you know, uh, a lot of these guys are like there's a potential that potential that they could um be back but i think you know we we kind of know who most of these guys are but um it's pretty you can kind of tell right where um if your team is bad a lot of your castoffs aren't getting signed that's kind of a a, a pointing towards your team being a bad team um while good teams if their castoffs are getting signed right away you're usually you know Kind of points to you being a good team so you know we basically half of these guys still out there as free agents um helps to point to the state of the sharks organization but some of the additions micro has made so kind of the theme with this is like i talked about earlier is guys who maybe are, are given an, another opportunity with or given a chance with some more opportunities or more ice time or you know maybe a little bit higher in the lineup and see what you can, can kind of get out of these guys or guys who have shown promise before so um goalie mckenzie blackwood who they acquired uh, for a six round pick from the new jersey devils uh kyle burrows who is a former vancouver Canucks, signed a three-year 1.1 million dollar aav contract uh, Ryan Carpenter, former Sharks, bounced around, mostly been an AHL guy. Um, Anthony Duclair, who they traded for for Stephen Lorenz, and then a, a draft pick as well. Um, Leon Gavanke, who was part of the Winnipeg organization, but never got that chance to play in the NHL, um, even though he tore it up in the AHL. Uh, Valtteri Pulley, uh, a Finnish, or part of the, the Liga, I believe, um, kind of a, an opportunity where six foot six guy, raw player, but you want, you know, you're, again, you're, you're taking chances on some of these guys who've at least shown it somewhere else, right? Uh, Georgie Romanoff, goalie is going to be playing the AHL all season, but still taking a chance on this guy. Uh, Scott uh, Sabarin, um, AHL guys bounced around. Uh, Giovanni Smith, kind of one of those AHL, NHL tweeners who never really could kind of stick um with, with the red wings but will bring some grit and toughness um nathan todd again one of those kind of ahl nhl tweener guys and then phillips adina right the, the big reclamation project of a former first round pick who could um you know given a second opportunity uh given a, a new lease on life here given a chance to you know play with 
good centers, hopefully, uh, in Couture and Hurdle. Um, given him, you know, you you know the talent's there. Right? There's a reason he was a, a top uh, ten pick, you know, a couple years ago, and he's only 23, right? So, kind of the big theme for for the Sharks this season is trying to find some, trying to find some guys, right, who can be part of your long term solution, or that you can turn around and maybe make into something else um, later on, you know, looking at guys like Anthony Duclair, right? If he, um, if some team comes calling for him on what's it still is a very, very good contractor um, or Phil Sedina, who I think would be, you know, could, could, could still be sort of a long-term piece for the Sharks, especially given his age at 23 uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, right. Who's shown promises, um, you know, early in his career and has kind of fizzled out recently. Maybe a new uh, change of scenery could be kind of the best thing for him. So, um, and expect to see that, right? Or a guy like Leon Gavanke, who showed well in the AHL, but just never got that chance in the NHL. Um, he's probably going to get a chance in the NHL this year. I would not be surprised if Gavanke is playing um, NHL games for the Sharks this year. But um, a lot of guys here where you're going to give them an opportunity to see what they can prove. So, um, before we look at my roster locks, my probables, and then who I think is uh, going to be battling for those those final roster spots, and then way, way too early lines, um, do need to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over um, at FanDuel. And let me get this all set up here. FanDuel, um, if you want to get into MLB betting, right now is the time to get – Take your first swing. Um, go on to FanDuel. You get 10 times your first bet amount. Bonus bets up to 200 bucks. That's right. Bet 20 bucks. You'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can bet on everything from the money line to over-under. Who you think is going to hit the first home run? All on app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right. So, what does all these additions and stuff, what does this kind of mean for the Sharks and who, which players are locks? Like I said, which players do I, I think, as long as they're on the team, that is the caveat with this. Uh, looking at you, Eric Carlson. Um, as long as they're on the team, they will be on the roster. Um, and then look at the probables, guys who I think are going to make the team, but there's still some question marks. Maybe it's health, maybe et cetera, et cetera. And then guys who are probables to make the team. So um, let us start with the, the forward group here uh, and which guys I think are locks to make the Sharks this season among the forwards. Um, I don't think any of these really come as a surprise. Um, Alexander Barabanov, of course, uh, Logan Gator, Anthony Duclair, Tomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc, Oscar Lindblom, Nico Sturm, Philip Sedina, and Fabian Zetterlin. Um, all of these guys, I, I would be, I think it would be shocking if they are not on the team um, other than a trade, right? Um, and Lindblom is the only guy I really considered, uh, but I think with this contract, he will be on the Sharks. Is he playing every night? Probably not. Like he 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 might be the thirteenth forward type of, uh, of player for the Sharks this season, especially you know he, he kind of established himself as a fourth line guy, but uh, last year, but was definitely a disappointing season compared to what we kind of expectations for him and 
the salary um, that he was, was, you know, signed last year. But, um, you know, Barabanov going in the last year of his contract this year was going to potential trade asset. Or if you want to sign him to a longer deal, you know exactly. Logan Couture, right? He wants to be in San Jose. Um, Anthony Duclair, you just uh, traded for him. Tomas Hurdle, year one, just finished year one of his eight-year contract. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, again, somebody, do I think Kevin LeBanc's on the team by the end of the season? No, but for now, Kevin LeBanc is going to be a shark. Um, I thought there might be something in the offseason. It doesn't seem like it. Maybe if there's an injury, but I think Kevin LeBanc's value is uh, his, is not worth his contract, especially what his uh, – um, in this tight cap era, uh, Nico Sturm, right? Great three C for the Sharks last year, had an amazing season. Uh, Phil Sedino, again, I know he is a bit of a reclamation project, but he's too skilled, and this Sharks team just does not have enough skill. And Fabian Zetterlin was one of the big pieces that you got back from Timo Meyer trade. So, um, all these guys will be playing if they're healthy and they're on, on the team, they will be locks for the um, to be uh, playing kind of night in, night out. So uh, among the defense goalies, um, your locks, Matt Benning, Kyle Burrows, Mario Farrar, Eric Carlson, again, operating that he is still with San Jose, Mark Edward Vlasic, um, and then the goalies, Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen. I know, I, ju- I, I just, I don't see Itu Makanemi kind of jumping over, I guess it would be Capo Kakinen, um, especially for a guy who's played two NHL games, right? Um, and I know Kapokakin had though a terrible season last year, and is going to be this is kind of a, a year long trial for him to try to see if he can be an answer to a, a goalie question the Sharks have had for a long time. But I just I think it's a lot to ask for E2 McEnany, who hasn't even finished the last two seasons healthy, uh, to kind of take one of those spots. So, um you know, Burroughs, they just signed in free agency three years, $1.1 million. And the other guys, right? Matt Benning was a great second pairing defenseman for the Sharks. Mario Ferraro, year two of his new contract. Um, Eric Carlson, the reigning Norris trophy winner. And Mark Edward Vlasic um, still has three years left on his $7 million contract. Um, and was, you know, if you don't look at the contract, he was a fine defenseman last year. It wasn't great. Um, but he was fine defensively last year and um, will still continue to, uh, I think, kind of be that, that you know, a solid five, four or five, I think, for the, for the Sharks. Um, way overpaid, but still. All right, next to my problems. So these are guys who I think will make the Sharks and I... I I'm com- I'm confident they will make the Sharks, um, but there there's still a couple questions around them. And I think one William Eklund, um, I think he will make the Sharks as long as his shoulder he recovers from his shoulder uh, surgery well. Um, but I, I think they he will be on the Sharks opening night. So same thing for Luke Cunning, right? Um, he will be a Shark as long as his knee lets him. And um, you know, ten months. So he earned it injured his knee beginning of December. So it'll be right around 10 months uh, for him. So for recovery, um, we'll see if he has any setbacks, but from all accounts, it sounds like he is going to be good to go for training camp. So I would expect both those guys to be on the roster. Um, And the next two guys are young guys who showed up really well last year than the last season. Um, You know, you could 
I think they have the edge when it comes to player. They're going to be in, you know, in battles uh, to try to win the, these last uh, spots, but I think they are positioned well, especially with the way they ended their season. And that's Jacob Peterson uh, forward and then defenseman Henry Thrun. Um, Peterson played really well for the Sharks um, at, to end the season. And I, I, I just think the guy, the younger guys who are going to be kind of battling, um, I think they're going to have a lot to kind of catch up with, with Peterson. And he, like I said, he played really well. He's, he scored well. He played power play minutes for the Sharks last year um, and kind of did everything you, you would want for from him, especially kind of in a trade asset. Um, and then Henry Thrun, Kind of the same thing. Played really well. Has spent this basically spent, spent the summer tied to uh, David Quinn's hip. You know, went uh, played in the World Championships. Um, I I think he's just still he's still eligible to go play on the Barracuda. Uh, his con, you know, he, his waivers exempt. Um, one of the the few guys who actually is waivers exempt um, for for the Sharks, especially on the defense. But I just I think they like him a lot and. I think he just has a bit of a leg up going into uh, into the training camp. So, um, and then the battles. So, these guys are going to be the guys kind of fighting for the last spots here. And each of these guys has varying, you know, kind of opportunities, right? Um, so, among the forwards, right? Thomas Borlo, Ryan Carpenter, Daniel Gushin, Giovanni Smith, and Nathan Todd. Um, these are the realistic guys who I think could be on the Sharks roster um, to start the season. And, and um, if I had to rank, I would say Bordalo is the most likely out of those guys to be playing. Um, I know the end of the season kind of left a sour taste in a lot of Sharks fans' mouth. Um, but if he comes in and has a, a great training camp and looks ready and, um, you know, he's, you can tell he's you've seen, if you follow him on Instagram, you can see he's been in the gym. Um he, he's talked about how this is a big, big year for him. Um, and I, I think he is going to be coming, you know, he's, he has a chance, especially after the Stephen Lawrence trade, there's an, an opening as a, in a center position. Um, and if Bordelow wants to play center, this is going to be the best opportunity for him to try to do so. Um, I put Gushin on there. I still think he is, he was, I, he, I think he's going to be playing in the, with the Barracuda this year, but Again, if he has a really, really nice training camp and plays really well in the preseason and shows that he can play in his own zone as well, um, there's a slight chance for him. Um, Carpenter, I think, is if Bordelow doesn't show up very well um, or has a bad preseason, I think Carpenter kind of gets the nod. Um, and then Giovanni Smith, I feel like he he could be your kind of your 13th forward or 13th or 14th forward type of player, um, you know, and that's kind of where I, I, I picture him um, for the defense. I mean, there it's, it's going to be tough because if Eric crossing is traded, it opens things up. Right. Um, but these are the guys who are kind of battling and for, for the, that, that last kind of spot. Right. Um, Nick Chichek, Leon Gavanke, Nikolai Kanijov, Jacob McDonald, Valtteri Pooley and redeem Shimmick. Right. And you look back at last year, um, Shimmick, played a ton of games. I know he's dealt with injuries. Uh, Jacob McDonald played a ton of games. Uh, Kanijov came back from his injury and, and looked solid. Um, you know, Nick Chichek kind of bounced back and forth between the AHL and the NHL. There's going to be guy, there's going to be a guy who, or a couple guys who played a ton of NHL games last year, who's 
not going to make the team, right? Um, like they're one of these, you know, some of these guys are going to be in the either sitting in the press box night in, night out, or some of these guys are going to be playing in the AHL next year. And I, I think we'll, we'll have more time to kind of dig into these. But um, if Eric Carlson is traded, that opens things up some more. Uh, but I, I think these guys are all these guys are kind of fighting for one spot, and we're not even sure if that's that one spot is going to be playing night in night out. This might be you're fighting for that seventh spot on the sharks um, to defense group. So going to be plenty of time to dig into that a little bit more as we get closer to training camp. But um, if, if Carlson gets traded, I think a guy like Gavanke has a real, real big opportunity to kind of, especially since they don't really have a lot of offensive um, defensemen left after Carlson. So, um, but yeah, again, there's, that's gonna be that's gonna be one of the most intriguing battles is the defense uh, group. So um, before we continue and look at my way 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 too early um, uh, lines combination, so I do lines with Eric Carlson and I do lines without, and kind of look at where we're at with the Sharks. Uh, do want to thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen again. Probably a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day. Uh, we'll have one more episode this week where good friend of the show William Eklund returns so we're going to talk with Eklund uh kind of about how his season went with last year of course we'll check in with his shoulder um so you guys are going to make sure you don't want to miss that so that's going to prepare premiere uh Wednesday night at 9 p.m pacific time on YouTube and then of course the episode will uh come out wherever you get podcasts as well so again if you haven't subscribed on YouTube and you want to see your you want to see all of our Swedish son uh William Eklund that's this seems like a great time to do so um so again make sure you guys follow wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on youtube as well all right uh how do the lines look in a way 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 too early um so first game home game against the golden knights october 12 7 30 p.m um Here's my way too early line. So this is the with Eric Carlson. So if a trade doesn't occur, he starts the season with the Sharks. This is my Eric Carlson lines. And you'll notice the lines are going to be too different um, right now between the Carlson and the Carlson list. Um, I have Eklund, Hurdle, Duclair as my first line. Um, all gas, no breaks. And I think we saw that with the Sharks last year of them trying to I don't want to say cheat for offense, but a little bit cheat for offense because you know, they know they're kind of outgunned, right? And they're going to have to try to make it up. And I think um, that line of Hurdle, I think Hurdle's going to have a big season this year. Um, I think Duclair, who has an opportunity to score a bunch of goals, and William Eklund, learning from two veterans like that, feels like a really good combo to me. Um, second line, Barabanov, Kotor, Philip Sedina. Again, we know the Couture-Barabanov uh, chemistry, how well you, you saw the Couture numbers, especially with Barabanov and without night and day. Um, and then Zadina, right, who can slide in there, playing a top six role with two other talented players. Again, Barabanov, who can kind of be the facilitator, Couture play that kind of around the net, and then let Zadina shoot. And then my third line. This, this line... Pretty fun, I think. Um, Peterson, Bordalo, Cunning. Um, Cunning, 
adds the grit and physicality to this line. Uh, Peterson, kind of your jack of all trades, and Bordolo being kind of your setup guy um, for this line. It gives a right-handed shot. Again, the Sharks don't have too, too many right-handed shots, but giving a right-handed shot on this line here um, gives Bordolo an opportunity to play with some, some guys who I think complement him well, right? Um, you're putting guys in a position to succeed. And I think Peterson can provide that, you know, kind of that whatever you need, almost like a, a mini bear banner, right? Kind of whatever you need me to do, I can do that for you. And Cunning, Cunning gets penalties and he scores goals. Um, and I think, I think that's, that would provide a little bit of grit on this line, especially with Bordeaux being on the, 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 the shorter or the smaller end. Right. Um, and then your fourth line, um, Fabian Zetterlin, Nico Sturm and Kevin LeBanc um, gives you a little bit of scoring pop there with, with LeBanc and Sturm and Zetterlin, who knows with him, I, you could put him wherever he was the toughest one for me to slot. I originally had him on the third line, but then I would have had LeBanc and Cunning on the, the fourth line. And I thought that's too many. Like I wanted to try to kind of split the right-handed players a little bit. Um, but I think it gives your fourth line a little bit of pop there, right? You can like, there's a little bit of skill on that fourth line with Zetterlin, Sturm and LeBanc. Um, so do I expect uh, the lines look anything like this? No, I don't because I think this, these lines are probably too much fun for, for most people. Um, but I think they're fun anyway. So um, on defense, I have Thrun partnered with Carlson. Uh, I have Fraro and Benning and then Vlasic and Burroughs. Um, oh, sorry. And then my for my extras, um, so it would be Lindblom and Smith would be my extra forwards. So they'd be my 13th and 14th forwards. Um, and the defense, like I said, Thrun, Carlson, Ferraro, Benning, Vlasic, Burroughs. Um, and then my extra would be Kanijov. Um, So if you could slide him in and out, you know, if whatever you want to do, I just, I think between the tie between Thrun and if it's a tie between Thrun and Kanijov, I'm going to give it to Thrun just because I think David Quinn loves him. So, um, and then Blackwood and Kakpo Kakinen as the goalies. Um, I think Blackwood wins the starting job. So without Carlson, I think it looks a lot different. I think the, the roster would be much, much different. It'd be hard to tell um, just because what pieces you're getting back, right? Um, if you're getting back a bad contract, if you're getting a, a, a defenseman, um, or if you have to go sign a guy like Matt Dumba, who knows? But I'm trying to piece it together with what I know. Um, forwards would all be the same. I think Gavanke would get the bump. He, I would, so the way I would kind of split it up, uh, I would go Vlasic, Gavanke, right? You have Gavanke can be your offensive defenseman, Vlasic, your, your veteran, Ferraro Benning still, and then Thrun Burroughs would be my bottom uh, pairing um, defenseman. So Thrun, if Carlson's there, I'm partnering Thrun with Carlson so he can try to soak up and absorb as much as he can from him. Um, if Gavanke is there, I'm partnering him with a guy like Vlasic who's been there, done it, seen it all, um, and can kind of be a little bit more stay-at-home defenseman while Gavanke tries to create some offense for, for the Sharks. So, um, again... Who knows how this these, these lines look? Uh, I'm sure we'll get an Eric Carlson trade and throw all this away here um, before before the start of uh, training camp. But wanted to again see see what we have right now. And 
this isn't the most talented team, but you can start to kind of squint a little bit and be like, okay, I can start to see some pieces coming together a little bit. Um, you know, and you, you kind of, that competitive skill is my career, uh, speak, you know, loves to, to harp on, but, um, you know, I think you're putting some of your young, young players like Z uh, Zadina, Eklund, um, you're putting them, and then Bordalo, at least with my lines, right? You're putting them in a position to succeed where you're putting them around players who've, um, you know, kind of complement their skill sets, kind of can help protect them a little bit as well. So um, while well, they grow into their role. So that's, at least that's the way I, I tried to do it. So um, you can tell me I'm terrible. Well, you, tell, you guys will tell me if I'm bad anyway. Um, but I want to thank you guys for making it Locked on Sharks again. Your first listen, probably a part of the Lockdown Network. We'll be back tomorrow with our Swedish son, William Eklund. Uh, so, again, make sure you guys are following along for that. Um, then we have another uh, We have another interview coming next week with a uh, one of the 2023 draft class. So that's all I'll say right now. Um, but, yeah, that, that one looks to be locked in right now. So we'll have a 2023 draft class uh, guy joining the show as well next week. So, again. Make sure you guys follow along wherever you get podcasts. You watch on YouTube as well. You can follow the show on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter or X or it's, it's still Twitter, guys. Um, and Twitter and threads at my fry hole. And until tomorrow, bye, friends. <laughs>